Hello, I'm Rabban Bacon, and we are Success Across Boundaries, a group of individuals tapping into the experiences of expats, their success stories, and key learnings for fostering future cross-cultural exchange. This podcast is sponsored by Relosophy, relocation and growth solutions in Germany for active global citizens. You can find them on therelosophy.com. Next up is Pallavi Mishra, who is the country head of the German division of FICI. Please, can you start by telling us a few words about yourself and your current professional engagements? Uh, sure. Thank you, Redmond. I am living in Berlin a little over three years. And luckily, I shifted to Germany a few months before the pandemic hit the world. And I can't be you know, thankful enough for the destiny to plan it in that manner. I moved here with my family, uh, with my husband and my seven-year-old daughter, who is seven now, who goes to a German school. I have been associated with my current organization for over 10 years now. So when this opportunity came that I get a chance to work from one of my most loved country in the world, I immediately grabbed this opportunity and landed here to represent one of the largest industry association of India and be the single point of contact for all India related activities. So yeah, here I am, you know, doing this work, learning a lot along the way. And, and interestingly, I'm at a transition period right now. So there might be some surprises, you know, awaiting after a few weeks. And I'd love to know a bit more about what your, how do you pronounce it? Is it FICI or? It's called FICI. F-I-C-C-I. It's a very, you know, renowned name in the industry, especially people who interact with India. They wouldn't even require to know the full form of it. The full form is Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry. So in short, F-I-C-C-I and we call it FICI. Okay, and can you tell me a little bit about what FICI does and what your role is within the company? FICI is the oldest industry association of India and one of the largest. We are a membership-based, not-for-profit, non-government institution. So people who do not know the world of industry associations, industry associations actually act as a bridge between the policymakers and the industries of any country. We work in more than 80 different sectors, ranging from healthcare to education to digitalization, skills, defense, you name a sector and we work in that sector. Yeah, there are, you know, only two or three national industry association in India and FIKI is one of the front row holders. And what are some of the ways that India and Germany align? What are some of the sectors that are really strong in terms of the Indo-German partnership? Traditionally, India and Germany collaborated a lot on engineering, manufacturing, because of course Germany is the you know manufacturing success uh, across the world. Uh, but recent, I would actually like to you know talk about the recent uh, you know areas of collaboration and where we see more potential because Germany is actually you know the largest trade partner for India in the European Union. So there has been a lot of uh, trade and economic relationship between the two countries. This has seen a lot of success stories. And next success stories would come from sectors such as renewable energy, green hydrogen, digitalization. You may know, Redmond, that digitalization is a sector where India has written a lot of success stories and Germany might need to catch up on that front from India. So that's one area where we see a lot of scope for collaboration and healthcare, especially health tech, fintech are some of the areas which 
can see a lot of successful collaboration between India and Germany in coming future. And so you have lived and worked yourself across India and, also, and Germany, and you've also studied in Copenhagen and London. How do you see the different phases of your career? If I now look back, I can very clearly see three different phases in my career. In the beginning, it was more of an exploration phase. I was trying different things and seeing what actually appeals most to me. I actually started learning German language uh, very early in my career. Uh, in Max Muller Bhavan in Delhi in early 2000s. And then I, I realized that this is a brilliant opportunity. I can uh, do so much with a foreign language. And when you are in your early 20s, you have a lot of wild ideas and travel has always remained my hobby. So taking the help of the knowledge of foreign language, I ventured into travel and tourism industry. I did a diploma in travel and tourism and I worked for Lufthansa Airlines for a couple of years in the big, very beginning of my career. Again, with the help of the foreign language, I changed my sector. And as I said, it was a lot about exploration. So I entered into a telecom company as a German language expert, essentially. And this is where I have really developed as a professional. And I learned that I would really, really want to develop these skills, these managerial skills that I am slowly acquiring. And that took me to London to do my MBA in international business. I did my MBA in international business from European Business School, which is a part of Regent University now. That was one of the most enriching uh, part of my life, my professional journey and, and personal as well. I was living away from my family for the first time, also doing a part-time actually student job at one of the coffee shops nearby at Regent Street. It's there where I have learned, you know, how to balance your, your professional life and personal life while being a student. And again, my international business MBA took me to Copenhagen for my summer exchange program. A lot of my thought of my you know, professional life got concretized during these experiences. So that was in the beginning when I started with Lufthansa Airline, that was more in exploration in nature. While I was doing MBA, it was about self-discovery. And then when I went back to India after finishing my course, my MBA, I realized that I actually enjoy working with corporates. But then I really wanted to do something more. So armed with this management degree, I found an opening in FICI, Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry, because I really wanted to get inside an institution to see how policy making happens, what all factors are important when government is actually deciding on policies, keeping industries at the center point. And uh, all this has, you know, all my education and experiences have come together during my last three years in Germany. This is actually where I have applied all the learnings of my MBA, all the experiences that I have, have gathered over the, these many years in FICI. In fact, this is just a, the three phase and I'm really excited that what the next phase of my professional journey would bring. And what have been sort of three to four key learnings from your personal story that you would like to share? I think it's very, very important to remain curious. Like Steve Jobs says, stay hungry, stay foolish. That has been sort of my mantra in personal life and in professional life both. I have always remained curious and I have, you know, I, I never settle for, of course, I am a very, you know, like I'm, I'm a very calm person personality wise. I'm very optimistic, but I always want to explore more and remain. So it's very important to remain curious, remain open and uh, have gratitude in your life. At the same time, stay open to new learnings and never shy away from taking challenges 
calculated risks. And so you did mention learnings just now and also your education earlier. How has it been sort of relevant to your current professional engagements? As I said, I have, uh, you know, studied international business. We have stayed in a foreign country. We were a, you know, a small class of 30 students where students had come. And in those 30 students, we had covered six continents of the world. My education involved a lot of group exercises, a lot of brainstorming between students. And when you are young, in your early 20s, you have a lot of passions. And when you have so many, so much of passion and so many young minds come together, there are differences, there are conflicts. So we've learned how to manage those conflicts early in life, as, as in professional life. And now when I'm working in, you know, with people from different nationalities, we have to manage, uh, you know, and balance things between different stakeholders who come from dif- different nationalities. So all those experiences and learning helped me navigate through these things with the help of tools that I gained while I was, you know, uh, doing my uh, masters. So yeah, it has been very, very helpful uh, to navigate and manage communication and negotiation between people who come from different uh, nationalities. And even within my own country, although India is one country. But then every, you know, 200 kilometers, our language change, our climate change. This has always been a part of life, which got professionally sharpened through my uh, master's. And talking a bit about intercultural communication, are there any points of difficulty when it comes to the Indo-German partnership? Are there things that are maybe a point of conflict in terms of the way you collaborate or so? Yes, you asked a very pertinent question, Redmond. India and Germany, it's known, I mean, no surprise that we belong to a totally different culture. Professional culture, work culture vary with each other a lot. And there have been success stories just on the basis of a good cultural understanding among colleagues. And there have been a lot of not so many success stories just because somebody didn't understand that Germans are very direct and Indians are not so direct in their approach and in their feedback. So it is very, very important to understand these cultural nuances. A lot of big deals have been made or broken on the basis of these matters. I would really like to give you one example. I wouldn't name this company. There is a German company which is based in Gurgaon. That company has shown so much of understanding towards their Indian colleagues. And now they have seen that their employees are so hardworking, but they're not so vocal about their achievements. So what they have done that they are actually, you know, uh, giving a center stage to each employee from time to time to share their success stories in a way that it is welcomed and accepted in the whole organization. And this company has uh, businesses, you know, more than 50 countries across the world. So these small steps, uh, you know, if the management the senior management has the understanding of these nuances. It goes a long way. On a more personal note, have there been any struggles yourself in your professional life and how did you overcome them? There have always been, there would always be some of the other challenges in your life. Of course, there it hasn't been easy when I came to Germany because Fiki was about to restart its operations in Germany. We didn't have any physical presence in Germany for, you know, for quite some time. And if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. So in a way, it has been very entrepreneurial for me. Uh, When I came here, I actually honestly did not know where to start from because there has been a lot of changes within the organization at that time. And uh, all of us were sort of new in this role, in this position. It took me especially a lot of time in the beginning to understand where to begin from, who would be my hub and who would be the spoke here. But what I had done in the, you know, in the beginning that I have 
always been very honest about my challenges, especially with the local stakeholders here. So when, for example, when I met one person, one organization, I have to, I've shared this uh, dilemma with them that I'm sort of restarting here and I do not know where to go, you know, where to connect after you. And they have helped me gaining this understanding and gaining this visibility. And they have connected me with someone else who in turn connected me with three different people. So the challenge was to not know where to begin from. And the way how, you know, I overcome that challenge was being honest. There's no, if you're ready to put in your best work forward, then people would come forward to support you. You just have to ask for help. And talking more broadly, which skills have sort of helped you to navigate both international and local environments? Skills wise, it's very important to remain uh, in constant touch with your partners, your clients, your customers, your stakeholders, internationally and locally, both. Communication is key. Even if you are, you know, getting delayed in delivering something, communicate it to them that for some reason it's not being delivered now, but you are on to the task so that the, you know, the people on the other side get this confidence that they are not forgotten or their job is not forgotten. You are working towards it. That's one of the most important lessons that I have learned in my professional life and I continue to apply that. Remain open and give equal importance and equal respect to everyone. If your time and your job is important, so is others time and others job. So keep that equation always in mind. If you are approaching somebody for something, always answer, you know, some questions, uh, you know, uh, from yourself. Like if that person were to approach me, what would be the questions that I would want to know? So in the same way, always try and put yourself in the shoes of others. That goes a long way. And talking about students and professionals, what skills do you think they need to focus on when it comes to finding future global jobs? The world is moving very, very fast with numbers, with data, with digitalization, right? I think very soon there will not be any issue or any problems in the world which would not you know, get solved with the help of data and with the help of digital intervention. So these two skills are absolutely critical to add to. In addition to that, if you want to pursue an international career, it is always, always good to learn a foreign language. Even if you know you don't have any aspirations of living and working in different countries, it is always a great idea to learn a foreign language because when you learn a language, you not only learn the language, you also learn the culture. And when you learn a new culture, you know, your personality changes. You get to learn about so many different things and you start questioning a lot of things in your own career. Questioning in a positive way, I would say. So these are a few skills, data analysis, uh, you know, uh, familiarity with how to read and interpret data, skills related to IT, digitalization, communication, language. And talking about living in Germany, of course, one one of the tough parts is learning the language, especially considering how the dialect changes depending on which part of the country you're in. I was just going to ask as well, what have you found to be sort of the toughest and easiest parts of living in Germany? Toughest part, of course, as you mentioned, uh, you know, language is definitely not easy. Although I had learned language pretty early in my career, but for a very long time, I did not use it. It doesn't take long if you don't use a language and if it is not your mother tongue, you can learn it really in a very faster way. After three years, my language skills are still coming back. So language skills become absolutely critical when you have to deal with you know, public sector institutions in Germany. I'm not new to bureaucratic hurdles, but here bureaucracy works at a completely different level because all the public institutions are interconnected with each other. 
that was very difficult to navigate through when i came here in the beginning that i found very challenging the other challenging part that i found in the beginning as a family we found was that all the shops are closed on sundays it took us some time to get used to that yeah but now but now in fact that's something which we enjoy most you know that you can't do anything else on sunday so you know go out and enjoy your time with family so there's no burden of shopping or doing anything like that you have to make space of that thing into your weekdays or on saturday that's something that i enjoy most here besides that of course the balance between personal and professional life is absolutely commendable in this country yeah they do seem to give you that sort of space after work where they might not email you as much or they let you sort of go and don't ask you to stay for as long as as you might in in India or even the UK or the USA so that's quite yes. nice but as yep. as far as the sunday i think maybe just a couple supermarkets might be nice not just the ones in the train station <laughs> in fact you know there's one thing i really appreciate so much about this country is the way they they treat their kids their children they get so much from you know respect from the state and i was shocked and surprised to learn that it is illegal to give holiday homework in schools here it is on to the kids and parents to manage that and homeschooling is illegal as well but i think that's yes. for that's for a different reason because yes. they have these um these cults which they're yes. worried about but i think that's also quite nice because it means you have to be a part of society basically Yes yes that's a whole social you know approach that socialist approach it's rather in a larger way when it covers a larger definition of socialism do you have a mantra for success the mantra for success is stay hungry stay foolish stay curious always stay curious and always push for the next level at the same time be satisfied and be grateful if you are not satisfied and you're not grateful you will not be at peace with your inner self maintain that peace with your inner self at the same time you know keep striving for the next level in your life and finally do you have some words for future aspiring youth when you talk about this this term youth just um, the word youth feels to me it's like so much of power and energy in that word so use that energy use that power that you have within yourself but never ever forget that you have a history and you have a future so youth is the bridge between between that history and that future but never forget that you have the most crucial part to play in society building in nation building in changing the future of the globe that was palavi mishra and this is success across boundaries with me reben bacon Please tune in next time to see who we will talk to next.